Welcome to the Must Love Self Podcast. My name is Carly Israel, and I'm your host. Every week, I get to interview a beautiful, courageous, strong woman who is willing to share her ugly and beautiful with the world. Must Love Self is a podcast, a movement, and a decision. It is about women lifting other women up, women holding each other women accountable, and women finding their way along this path. I hope you enjoy. La, 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 la. I have Dr. Natalie Chase Thompson on here today, and I cannot wait to begin our discussion, but I want her to tell us a little bit about herself first. Well, Carly, thank you so much for having me as your guest today. I appreciate it. Welcome to everyone. Who is Natalie? Who is Dr. Natalie? Who is apostle, pastor, prophet, counselor, mother, grandmother? No, not grandmother. I'm sorry. Mima. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not grandmother. <laughs> Mima. I am many faces, many hats. But at the end, end of the day, I'm still an athlete. I've had three heart attacks, three strokes, paralyzed twice, been through abuse, homelessness, bankruptcies, the whole nine yards. But for whatever reason, I'm still here. And I, I believe I'm still here because everybody knew I would open my mouth and I would tell somebody. Mm. I, would op- I would open my, I'm the type of person that believes in if I can help anybody not have to go through what I've gone through, I'm good. Not in the box. Don't want to be put in the box. I will fight my way out of a box at 59 years old and it will still fight my way out of a box because I'm not going to conform to what the ideology or the mindset of what people say that I am. That's just not, that's just not who I am. So, you know, doc, uh, um, Doctor in Divinity, Master in Christian Counseling, uh, founder of Life Redesign Ministry, Habakkuk Two School of Ministry, Renew Venture Group, and Operation Faith. And I think that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just the beginning. I'm so excited. And I know we're going to get along because I'm not going to conform either. And I think actually the older I get, the less willing I am to conform rather than the yes. opposite. <laughs> so welcome. Yes. I want to ask you, why did you say yes to this conversation? I, I, I did some vetting to mm-hmm. see who you were. And I hope you did the same with of regards course. to me because mm-hmm. we have to be mindful as to who we allow in our space, the, the diversity that I see that you embrace and you're not, you don't stereotype, you don't stereotype people. And that that's one thing I like about being able to come and be your authentic self, agree to disagree and still get the job done at the end of the day. So that's why I'm here. I can't wait. And, you know, I want it to be open for all women to feel that we can teach each other. And I am a student of life. I am the first to admit when I'm wrong. I am willing to learn and grow because I have no idea what you've been through. And the truth is you have no idea what I've been through. And that's That's probably my biggest lesson in the whole life I've lived so far is that everyone has a story. And yeah. we don't know until we ask. And that's what this is really about. So let's do it. Let's do it. And I, just, just for no, go ahead. Yeah, please. I'm having, I'm having a summer, I'm having a summer and winter moment. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you have them. So, you have your mouth. Mo- just go for it. Just let, just let's sweat. Okay. It's glitter. It's glitter. I got my okay, fan on. Cool. 
we're good together because I live in a hundred year old house that has no air conditioning and I don't even wear makeup anymore. It just melts off of my face. So here we go. I want to know if you'd be willing to share what you would give the rating of your inner voice, inner voice, not the voice of your soul voice that might be the beautiful one, but the voice that is judging you or bringing you down. I want to know what your number would be today when it comes to your own image of your body. One is my inner voice is not kind. 10 is either my inner voice leaves me alone. We're friends or she's awesome. Not kind. What number would you like closer than not kind number? Yeah. Okay. Has it, what do you, are you willing to share what areas, not about your body, but what areas you struggle with in this arena that your inner voice is not kind to you? Well, I am my worst critic. And if a part, okay. I was a personal trainer for for several years. I worked out, I competed the whole nine yards. And then for me to have to readjust my life and not be able to work out, not be able because of some injuries I've had. And, you know, like I said, the paralysis and all of this other stuff, I gained like 50 pounds and this weight doesn't want to go anywhere. So I've been extremely critical of myself. Crazy part about it. I still wear the same size clothes, but I've gained 50 pounds. And although I'm wearing the same size clothes, I don't care. I know I, I know I've gained the weight. So I'm it's like tug of war in my mind all the time. Then with me being at my age, I'm very curvy. <laughs> I'm very curvy and I can't do anything about that, nor do I try to. But I I find myself still trying to be mindful that I'm a mother and an eight-time grandma, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I still have to be mindful of how I present myself because of who I am. And I'm trying to be nice with my words right now. Um, You don't have to be, you can be honest. (laughs) Okay. It's hell. Yeah. It, you know, it, it 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 really frustrates frustrates me because either my pants are too tight or I don't wear pants. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. You can't please nobody. So guess what? Yeah, pick a number, get in line. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, and that's and I, I actually just came out of that to where it's like, you know what? You can either be miserable because of other people or you could just enjoy life and keep it moving. That's where I am. That's why I said I'm I'm, I'm real critical of myself. I used to love myself. Like I, I'm so excited to have this specific discussion with you for a very specific reason. And my God voice is telling me to have this conversation with you. You'll just entertain this. I okay. was at this amazing speakers weekend with the, these women and this one woman stood up and I've talked about this before, but it really resonated me, with me. And she said it was all women. And she said, by show of hands, how many of you hear voices in your head and half the room raised <laughs> their hand. Right. And then right. Me too. And then she said, for those who didn't raise your hand, did you just hear a voice that says, I don't hear voices and everyone laughed. Right. And she said, the way that I like to describe it is that we have two main voices our soul mm-hmm. voice, our God voice, mm-hmm. and our inner critic, meaner, you know, like judgy voice. Yes. And she said she can see them talking to each other and she can tell the difference based on this one thing. So she gave the example. So the two of us, me and you, we, we promised we were going to wake up at 6 a.m. and meditate and go for a jog together. Mm-hmm. And we knew we wanted to do this because it was going to make us feel better. And the alarm goes mm-hmm. off at 530 and it's dark and we're snuggling in our bed and we don't want to get up. And our first thought is I'm tired. I don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. Hit the snooze button. And then we hear that other voice that says, you said you were going 
going to get up. Yeah. And it goes back and forth. I'll do it later. You know, you're not going to do it later. You'll be tired after work. Yeah. Come on. Just and it's back and forth. The voice that says I'm tired. I want to snooze. I'll do it later is the inner critic voice. It only mm-hmm. wants right now. It only cares about what we need or don't need right now. The soul God voice wants what's best for us in the big picture. Yes. Right. And so I yeah. heard both voices. You said you started off with your inner critic voice, your mm-hmm. worst critic, your worst critic. You're extremely critical of yourself talking about the weight. And it just it's real. It's, it's what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you had mm-hmm. the other voice and you said you can just enjoy life. Right. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned briefly that there's people that are watching you, right? Like you're not hiding. So there's a lot of people in your world, I'm guessing by all of your accolades that are watching how you behave. Yes. And it matters. Yes. (laughs) I want to ask you a question since you mentioned about diversity and stereotypes. Something I love doing is talking to women of all different cultures. And Mm -hmm. I want to ask you being a beautiful black woman, how is curvy uncomfortable for you when a lot of the times I speak to black women who love being curvy? Oh, no. It's, well, well, let me let me clarify that. OK, good. I love my curves. OK, I love my curves. Now, my upper curves, I wish I could just get have them go. The little twins, I wish I could have them to go somewhere at times, you know, but nah, I'm not going to go through the procedure to get that done. Yeah. Um, because I like natural, but when I say I have an issue with my curves, it's crazy. All of my life, I have had issues with females. My best friends are men. I've had issues with females and it's like, I can be your biggest champion. I could become your worst nightmare. It depends on where you want me to be. But what I won't be is a scapegoat. What I won't be is a yes man. That's just not in my DNA to do that. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, and when I say my curves, I have extra curves now and I want to get rid of those extra, (laughs) get rid of those extra curves. And it's like, and when I say people are watching me because I'm one of these, I'm one of these kind of pastors that I don't judge you how you dress. I don't judge you. You, you, you judge yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't have, I just don't. <laughs> it, it, that, it takes too much energy. It takes too much energy away from everything else. Um, so with that being said, you liable to see me. I like skinny leg jeans, even though I'm curvy. Flare legs jeans make me look like an elephant. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So, you know, the bell bottom tells you that was well before your time. But even no, I know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My parents you were know, hippies. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. So, you know, and and this is how I dress. And most of my clothes are form fitting. I can't do anything about that. But what it is, I look at and when I go to talk to other young women or even older women that degrade themselves, they look at me and want to, you know, like, no, I'm like, no, I can't help but what I can't help. But what you can do is how you how you present yourself with all of these curves or the lack thereof. You don't have to expose everything, you know, because if you're exposing something, there's something going on inside of you that you're not comfortable with. I love all of me. I'm just going to get this weight off of me because I'm going to be 60, say sexy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Come September 5th. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I love it. I want I want to ask you a question because as an athlete myself, and you talked about how you were a trainer and you were a competitive athlete, I feel mm-hmm. like there's, it's more than just about our body stuff. I think it is for people that do that. There's something that helps with the anxiety and with the work, like existing in the world. And it's a level of control that 
makes me feel closest to how my soul wants to feel. And so Mm -hmm. I can relate. I can't relate to what you've gone through, but I can tell you that I've had a lot of injuries that have brought my depression down so much because my body wasn't able to do what I wanted it to do. Will you tell us a little bit about that for you? Oh, wow. I I remember my first fall was back in 19, November 21st, 1991. The the date is significant because my dad's birthday is November 21st too, but November 21st, 1991, I call it a banana peel slip. I was walking out of my, my office, had a box, going to go home, do some work over the weekend. And my legs came out from up under me and my back came down on the ground. Well, I just picked the box up and kept walking. Because remember, I wait, I, I worked out, pump iron out. Pain was not an issue. But three days later, I was paralyzed from the waist down. Wow. Couldn't move. It lasts for about two weeks you know, came out of it. But that's when it all started. I would still try and go work out and couldn't do like I, you know, my upper body could do. But my lower body was like, we can't do this. It's just been a constant, it's been a constant struggle. But with that, it brought on a lot of depression. It brought on suicidal depression. And I'm still preaching and I'm still doing all that. The way I ended up having to come through it was become transparent. And I would talk about it in the services or in our meetings or whatever, because life like I knew it didn't exist anymore. I had to fill out paperwork and literally couldn't remember the stuff that I I was doing. I had to get my kids to help me answer simple questions as to what do you do on a daily basis? Well, how do you enjoy yourself? I had forgotten all about it because I had just internalized everything and pushed everybody out. So that became a passion for me to help other people not to go there. Because it's only those of us who've been to the darkness that know how to help guide other people out. What it's like to believe that you're not worthy of being here. Yes. It's such a miserable place. I'm so glad that you're here and I want to get onto your worth And I want to know what you see today with your inner voices number about your worth in your space in this planet. Mm, I'm extremely valuable. And this might sound crazy. My mom, she was 93. She transitioned on November 2nd of 2020. And it was the craziest thing because I had already been being prepared for it. But she called me on Wednesday and said, I need you to come over. I said, okay, I got to go to the orthopedic surgeon Thursday. So I'll be over there Friday. She said, okay. I got over there to her. And although I've been in ministry for over 35 years, I was no longer pastoring. We were talking and all of a sudden I said, mom, just want to, just want to let you know, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start past. I'm going to relaunch Life's Redesign as the church. She said, it's about time. And then the next words was because I'm tired and I'm ready to go. And I said, huh? I said, I know good and well, this is not what you're doing. You waited for me to tell you this so you can leave? She said, yes. Unbeknown to me, I we stay, I stayed there with her for a little while longer. Then I left and then my son came over and she told my son, she said, I'll be gone in two days. She was out of here in two days. Wow. But when she left, it's as though everything about her came and set on me. <laughs> and um, for the first time in years, I remembered who I am. Mm. I remember who I was and I know who I'm, who I will continue to grow into be. Just like you said at the beginning, we're students for life. And what I'm here to do is to raise up both men and women, young, young men, young women, young girls, young boys to know that they are somebody. And I'm not meaning the cliche, oh, you are. No, no, no. To really and truly let them know that you are somebody and to help them, you know, navigate and become like a compass in the earth to help them navigate, to become their authentic self. 
be let their let their creativity come out and be willing to accept the criticism because I, I went live earlier today and I said it's it's amazing people forget sometimes when people dip, 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 just going going about you going at you going at you going at you that's the best advertisement you could ever get because people as creatures are nosy even if they say they're not nosy they nosy gravitated they gravitate to us and that's what a lot of people need some people only need that one voice. Mm-hmm. that one voice that would literally save their life because they've had so many other voices and all the people inside their head going at them to that one voice they'll recognize. And my prayer has always been, I had a voice. So to please allow me to be a voice to somebody else in the marketplace, uh, through my coaching, you know, through, through the nonprofits, let me be a voice. I know how it is to be homeless. I know how it is to be hungry. I know how it is to, to lose everything, but I also know how it is to gain it and lose it again, gain it and lose it again, and then gain it again and know how to keep. So that's who I am. That, that, that's, that is all. I'm a champion for people that I, I call them misfits. There are more of us misfits than there are perfect people in the earth. And I'm a champion for misfits. I'm, I'm a champion for people that doesn't, that are scared to open their mouth because they've allowed people to take their voice and to I, teach them when how I to heard regain you, their voice. I'm sorry, but I, when I heard you speaking, okay. I pictured like this beautiful cloak that you are wearing with all these gems and my oldest I have three boys my oldest son he came home today with a string art that he's doing and I was able to Mm -hmm. like take that and show him that story about God and I said because he turned it over he goes look how messy it is on this side I go no no no. that's what we see turn it Mm -hmm. over that's what God sees and I I explained it to him and he got it because he's almost 15 and we talk about that stuff all the time but like Mm -hmm. I see, I see when you're talking, I see the beautiful side and the messy side because it makes it all of us. And when you said, I remembered who I am, like that touched me so much because that means that we forgot Mm -hmm. and that happens to a lot of us. And I want to say something to you and I hope you're not insulted by it, but right here at my wall, only you will be able to see this is an entire wall of people who were killed of black people who were killed by police because mm-hmm. I think that each of their stories needs to be known by me like yeah. each you know each of us needs to yeah. take that time and I want to know how you use your voice today especially in the position you are with all that's going on to to say to someone who's so afraid seeing society like this to say to a young man or woman that you have to remember who you are. How do you do that? It's funny you said that. Um, op faith. That's one of the non-pro. I see that baby. behind you. Op faith. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's my baby. That's but it came from my brother getting killed in Vietnam. My cousin coming back and he was crazy as a box of rocks. And like ten years before he could get his medication and stuff, and people rejected him scared to death that the police were going to kill him. You know, even back then. And you know, me having a son and. All my grandson, ooh, all my grandsons, mm-hmm. <laughs> all my grandsons, and like I said, I'm I gravitate towards men. Men gravitate towards me, not in a sexual way, but with just friends. I have a lot of brothers, a lot, a lot of brothers. But when I tell a lot, a lot of, uh, okay, I'm just gonna go there. Um, I was a, I was a part of a diversity group, and people like you're prejudiced against your own people. I said, no, I'm not. I'm prejudiced against ignorance and ignorance is not being stupid or dumb ignorance is just not being educated 
And that would go across any ethnic group because we're only one human race. There are not multiple races of people who just have different pigmentation, period. We all, you know, so, and me having highway patrol police officers, CIA, all of this stuff in my family. And I'm, I'm like on both sides. I'm on both sides. Um, and I, all I can tell them is like, as hard as it is sometimes that you walk out the door and you don't know if you're going to make it back home. And this could be a male or a female at this point. Yep. You don't know if you're going to make it back home because you might get around somebody that's trigger happy. You might get around somebody that's having a bad day and they're just looking for somebody to take out and call themselves being justified. The only thing I can tell you is be ready. I don't know. I, I, I tell people, I don't know how to sugarcoat things. Every day that you wake up to the best of your ability, live that day like it's your last day. Be intentional, but also be productive in that day. And every day you have an opportunity, make sure you, you're getting your house in order, your affairs in order, mm -hmm. and stay that way. Because we're in a time now that we have to stay in a posture because with the pandemic and, and people just always focusing on the pandemic, but you got still have other medical issues that's going on. That's on top of the pandemic with those that's going through COVID or whatever. And those that, that are terrified about police officers. And, and, you know, I mean, I had a horrific experience with a highway patrolman, you know, I know me and I had to remember Natalie, shut up <laughs> because I kept talking. I was like, you going to either kill me or you going to take me to jail. One of the two, because what you want me to do to you, I'm not doing. Wow. It, you know, it that, yes, that. That so part. sorry. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and so when I tell people, you don't understand. Oh, yes, I do understand. Yes, I do. Firsthand understand. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a horrible way to have to live wondering if you're going to get a phone call in the middle of the night or during the day. And if your phone rings at the middle of the night, oh, your heart's beating, beating, beating. Because you're you're just like, okay, what 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 am I getting ready to hear? You know, so that's I. I know I went all around the world. No, no. You bottom didn't. line is to the best of your ability, live a peaceful life to the best of your ability. Stay in a ready posture, not ready for, to lash out, but ready to be taken up out of here. And when you're taken up out of here, you have to know where you're going to go. If you believe in God, if you don't believe in God, if you have, if you are of another, another faith, whatever the case may be, you need to know that you're ready. Because even with us sitting here right now, one of us could be, could be gone before we finish. So we just have to be ready. Bullets have no name. Somebody ride down the street and they start shooting. Bullets have no names. Bullets come through, come through cinder block, depending on what type of arson, arsenal they're using. You don't, you never know. You, you never know. And I, I commend you and know it wasn't offensive. Good. I thank you. I thank you. You know, like I, I was sharing with, uh, and I'm shut up. I no, was you don't have to. I, I I was to with, okay. I was sharing with somebody the other day, you know, I consider myself a mutt. They were like, what? I said, y'all, you must not have seen my last live. I said, I consider myself a mutt. I have white, black, Greek, and Indian blood in me. My great-grandfather had a white family. He had a black family. We are who we are. I don't see color. I never taught my children to see color. My son's children are all quote unquote biracial, whatever that's supposed to be, <laughs> you know? And people were like, well, how do you feel about that? What you mean? How do I feel? They come, they're my grandchildren. What you talking about? <laughs> how do you, 
how 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 are you going to protect them protect them from what it's like that's the ignorance that that causes other people to mess around and get hurt so i don't uh -uh. i mean i i'm not i'm not angry about it about it even though you know i get backlash about that i'm not angry about this what's going on because it said it was going to happen. Everything that's happening, it was said that it was going to happen. Am I cold towards it? No. Do I have compassion? Absolutely. Because nobody, nobody should lose their life behind foolishness. We just have to be, this is, this is the world we live in. It is. But if you think about it, but if you think about it, Carla, I just thought about it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, this is what we're experiencing in the United States. But there are other countries that have been going through this the entire time. And it they they're constantly in fear. And the thing about it is no cup, the pigmentation doesn't matter. It depends on what faith you are. So we've been we've been protected for a long time. We've had a shield over us for a long time. We've had covers over us for a long time. Now the cover just pulled up and pulled off and people can genuinely be who they are. And I'm going to leave that right there. You know what I want to say for one of the things that you said about be ready is because I can't imagine the fear that you have for all of the loved ones you have. I have three boys and I talk about this a lot with them. My oldest is six, two. And I, we talk about it because our, where we live is half black and half white. And it's a beautiful, diverse mix of a city that I mm -hmm. took in before I was a teach before I was a mother. And in that beautiful school, I saw really ugly segregation. And yeah. I was like, why is no one talking about this? And they're like, this is, sh this is a, a secret. No one talks about this. And I would pull my black students out of the regular classes that were put in by the guidance counselors. And I would say, you belong in honors. I don't know what you're doing in my regular English class. You mm -hmm. are way too smart for this. Why hasn't no one told you this? And when I've talked to their mothers, they said they were never told that. And so I found, you know, I started pulling back that curtain. And my boys and I talk about that, what they need to be ready for is yeah. that if when they're in the circumstance where mm -hmm. your grandchildren are being unjustly treated, that the first thing I'm going to ask them if they're lucky enough to come home is, did you say something? Did yeah. you do something? Because their skin color makes them privileged that they can have a voice and not be shot for having it. And I have friends that are police too. It's not a black and white issue. It's or, not. It's not. It's, it's just... There's a lot of mess right now. And I know that this doesn't seem like it's about muscle of self, but it is because in order to have a voice to speak up for someone who doesn't, we have to know our worth. And you said, when I asked you, I'm extremely valuable. And then you said, I remembered who I was, who I am. And what I hope that everyone can hear, regardless of what you're going through, is that you know who you are, right? Yeah. So I don't have to even ask you. I'll ask you just for fun. How's your voice number? Do you speak up for yourself? <laughs> yes, I've right. always spoke up for myself. Me too. <laughs> yes. Yes, people say you need to learn how to be quiet. I'm sorry. Nope. Nope. Can I ask you if you would share a little bit about what your childhood was like in terms of examples Ooh. you saw of what women should or shouldn't be like? Ooh, I had a hell of a childhood. Yeah, it was it was so nice. It was so lovely. Just so lovely. Don't be doormats. Don't be punching bags. Don't be sperm dumps. Mm -hmm. That's the nice word for me putting it. <laughs> Don't feel like nobody else would want you. That's the best that you can do. Then when you get around other women, 
because you don't dress like they dress. You don't drive like, you know, what they drive. Or you may catch the bus. Uh, or you might be one that just likes to ride a bicycle, whatever. You may have to walk everywhere you go, whatever the case may be. Don't feel like you are inferior because you don't know what's going on behind those closed doors with the ones that have all these things because they look nice in there. Everything's in place and everything is perfect. This is the image that they can project. But when they get home, they might be getting beat down every day. You know, don't become envious of what somebody else appears to have or may very well have. What you do is begin to dream. What you do is begin to create ideas in your mind of what some things that you would like to do. I love vision boards. They say, you, 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 you know, that's an imagination. Yeah, it is an imagination, but people, people perish without a vision. So if you don't have an imagination, if you can't see anything, you can't go anywhere. Because how can you go somewhere if you don't know where it is you want to go? If you don't have an example in front of you of where you might want to go. What, if, you don't have an, if you don't have something in front of you of where you want to live or how you want to live, how you want to dress, what kind of car, what kind of car you want to drive, how much money do you want to make? How, how you want your hair long? Want your hair short? Want your hair white? Want your hair green? Want your hair purple? Who knows? But you don't know if you don't see it. And so if you don't see it around you in a magazine or something, but you see it, in your thinker, feeler, and chooser, guess what? You can write that sucker out. You might not be able to draw, but you can write it out. And you keep it in front of you. And when you start feeling discouraged, and when people start telling you what you can't do, you pull that paper, paper out. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And little by little, you start working towards doing just that. You might have to crawl. It might You might fall sometimes, but keep getting up. Even if there is no one around you to cheer you on, even if there is no one around you to encourage you, you literally have to learn at times how to be good with being by yourself. And you have to begin to encourage yourself. And even with doing that, sometimes people aren't around you, not because they don't like you. Some people are around you because they're jealous of you. And it's called misplaced admiration. Mm. They don't like you because they see in you what is not in them. And the crazy part about it, you may not have as much as they have, but you actually have more because with the little that you have, you're doing great things with the little where they have a surplus and they're doing nothing. So have glass half empty, glass half full. It's your perception, but don't let anybody shut your dreams off. It's so important. It's so important. We have to dare to dream. And what you just said, it's really important, especially for women and girls to understand that we actually get to decide what our lives are going to look like in a, in a large way. There's things that we can't change, but there's so many things we can. And Mm -hmm. like you said, actually imagining and envisioning, how do you want to live? I did that when I became a mother, I wrote, and this sounds strange, but I really don't care. I wrote what my children would say about me at my funeral as adult, because I wanted to know what kind of mother I wanted to be for them by the time Mm -hmm. I raised them and what I needed to do in order to become that person for them. And if that was the case, I didn't have them standing up there talking about the cars I had and the clothes I had and how my body looked. They stood up there talking about what I taught them and Mm -hmm. how I lived my life and what I made them. And that matters to me more than anything, which is why I'm going to ask you if you would share the quotation. Do you remember the quotation you shared? Did I say to that on self be true? You want to freak out? You want to freak out? Look at my wrist what? says. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's my second tattoo. Did I know in self be true? <laughs> 
So tell us why you chose that one. That own said my my God, well, my spiritual mom, my godmother, she she would always say, I'm like, you are not Shakespeare. We are not back there. Why you she said, because you'll grab and one day it was like, take your mask off. Take your mask off. You got a lot of scars mm-hmm. from the rape, from the incest, from the homelessness, all this other. You got a whole lot of scars. Did you forget that you're still here? So they're not scars, they're badges of honor. You're still here. You kept getting up. You get kicked down, you get back up. You get stabbed, you get back up. You keep getting up. They're badges of honor. To thine own self be true. Now the sad, the, the hardest part of to thine own self be true is accept your part in it. To thine own self be true. Stop conforming to what man is telling you. You need to be able to decipher what's best for you because what's, what works for Napoli's house won't work for Carly's house. To thine own self be true. If you messed up, own it, but don't stay in it. To thine own self be true. I'm pissed off. Stop acting like you're happy. Stop acting like it's all right. No, it's not because you're living a lie. Admit the fact that you are. If you can, tell the person that you are and why you are and let it go so that no longer has power over you. To thine own self be true. If you can't be true to yourself, how can you be genuine with somebody else? Not possible. That, I think that is the most important definition of it. We can't lie to ourselves. I always say, because I work with a lot of women, because I'm sober 22 years, and I say to them, yes. you can't look in the mirror and lay your head on the pillow and fool that person. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you present to the rest of the world. If when you look in the mirror and you lay on the pillow in those few moments of quiet, you are not okay with who you are and how you're behaving. Nothing else matters. I want to invite you to lightning round. Without going into the details, I want you to imagine one of your lowest points in your life so far. Mm-hmm. You got it? Mm-hmm. What would you say to her today from the woman you are today? Not your fault. What do you think your 80-year-old self would say to you now? 80-year-old self would say, you did all you knew how to do to do. What do you mm-hmm. think your 80-year-old self would say to you about your inner critic about your body today? All the men that was hollering at you, it didn't bother them. So why was it bothering you? (laughs) (laughs) She would be like, I would love to have your body. What is, what does it mean to be beautiful? What is it? What does it mean to be beautiful? Beautiful is not necessarily what you see. Beauty is who you are. You can have, I mean, your outward appearance is gorgeous, but you open your mouth and you are nasty and polluted. Mm. So it, it, the inward, your inner person has to be, has to be radiant because yep. you have some people that everybody would say, Oh, they don't look, they don't look the part, but when they open their mouth, you can feel the love. You can hear the love. You can see the love until the point that people ignore what they see because they, they see what, who that person is from their heart. What does it mean to be a strong woman? Oh, what does it mean to be a strong woman? To be able to face hardship and still not survive, but be able to conquer it. I have to ask, I'm pretty sure you know about this, but I, I don't know the name of it. And it's embarrassing because I still don't know the name of it. But there's an Asian tradition where there's a broken piece of China that they fill with gold. Have you ever heard of this? I actually saw it on a movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? They take a piece of China and they fill it with gold because they believe that the broken parts are beautiful and worthy. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. reminded me so much of when you were talking about to thine own self be true and your badges of honor. What do you want others to say about you? That I was genuine. If you found out you only have six months left to live, what would you like to do with the rest of your time? Mm. What I got so much I want to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I want to be able to get one of each house for the agent out of foster care. I want to be able to get the veterans facility up. I want to be able to enjoy my grandchildren for a change. Hmm. And I want to get all these books out of me. Yeah, I can't wait to read them. Last words. You get one piece of advice for every woman to hear. What do you want to tell them? In all that you do, even if you stumble, even if you fall, don't let that stop you. It's like a merry-go-round. When you go around that merry-go-round, when you're riding on that merry-go-round, you're still just a circle. You're going to come back over the same thing several times. But don't just take it like I'm just going around and merry-go-round. Begin to watch what, what it is that you're going through and see those recurring moments. And when you come up to that recurring moment, shift. Mm. Be prepared to shift. So that one, you won't see it again. And you keep shifting and you keep shifting to now you're no longer on a merry-go-round, but you're actually on a, a on that stallion and you're riding off and you're forward moving. Forward moving, because if you're just moving forward, that means you can go backwards, you can go sideways. But if you're forward moving, that's the only way that you, that's the only direction you can go. And that's ahead. I love that so much. I hear the voice of God in my soul when I come up against the merry-go-round, like here it is again. And I, I believe just for my own my own concept that I will still be presented with the same test over and over until I pass that test. Like a good teacher that's quiet and walking, waiting for me to get the answers right, waiting for me to shift. I love that so much. Can you tell me where we can find you? My personal Facebook page is Natalie Chase Thompson. I want to thank you so much. And okay. I want to thank you for your honesty and your beauty and your strength. Thank you so much, Carly. And thank you for everyone that's viewing. I pray that I've said something that can help you make your day a little bit stronger. And just you have for me. So you're done. Yeah. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you are willing to rate, review, and share with your people, it makes such a difference for others to find it. And if you wanted to check out my memoir, Seconds and Inches, it's available on Amazon as an audiobook with me narrating a paperback and digital. I promise you, you will love it. Have an awesome day. And one more thing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you.